Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiny's Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show and I'm your host Aaron Frail. I got a movie review for you today. It's called The Tomorrow War. Starring, uh, what's his name? Man, I'm forgetting. He was the guy, he played uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Chris Pratt, there we go, yes. Chris Pratt, The Tomorrow War. See it on Amazon. All right, have you watched it? Good, because I might spoil it. I always say that I'm going to spoil it, but sometimes I don't, actually. Sometimes I do these reviews and don't spoil a thing. <laughs> but I always say watch it because, I don't know, <laughs> these are these are intended for people who have seen it, right? So that way I could just kind of talk freely about the movies and... And kind of, you know, just say what's on my mind. And and for this, what's on my mind is this. Here's my one-sentence review of The Tomorrow War. Fighting climate change with machine guns. That's it, yep. If you ever want to fight climate change, get your machine guns. Uh, but seriously, that's, that's kind of actually what it was. So, you know, these, uh, you know, beasts are basically killing all the humans, and, and so... The obvious solution, since it's a, a, an extinction-level event for the humans, is to go back 30 years in the past and, and try and recruit people to fight in your war, right? That's the kind of premise, right? So Chris Pratt is a, is a you know, an ex-army guy. Uh, he was in Iraq, and now he's a high school science teacher, and, you know, he's trying to get jobs at the private sector and and getting cool research jobs and no one wants him and you know <laughs> my advice for him eh, screw the private sector <laughs> i mean I, I i've been working for nonprofits uh for a while now and and i love it <laughs> i love working for like you know 
the public sector and <laughs> nonprofits and, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I bet, you know, technology wise, there's probably some cool nonprofits for technology people. Sure, you don't get paid as much money as the, the private sector, but man, it's so much less stressful. Like, like, the, like a lot of the places that I've worked for actually like uh, treat people as humans, <laughs> you know, as, as human beings and find the humanity in people and, and, you know, encourage their employees to have work-life balance and all these other things that the private sector doesn't seem to give a, a, a you know, a, a, a hoot about. I mean, and not saying all jobs are, are you know, yeah, I honestly, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't really need to make a whole lot of money in life. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy what I do. I mean, I, I'd honestly rather write books for a living, right? That's, if, if you're asking me what my preference is, I'd rather write books, but you know, I don't make enough money on them to actually do that at the point, so I gotta bring home the bacon, so to speak, another way. Well, technically, it's my wife who brings home the bacon when it comes to how much money we make, but uh, <laughs> you know that's fine with me. Once again, we're we're both contributing, we're both part of it. We're we're a team. It doesn't have to be one person making more than the other. I was actually making more money than her for a while, and then oh, she's making more than me, and it's fine, you know. <laughs> like like we're we're good, uh, but yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, so poor Chris Pratt can't get in the private sector. Go for a job in the nonprofit sector, man. So much better there. Join us hippies. <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that being said, so anyway, so, so, you know, what happens is there's these uh, soldiers that come back and say, you know, uh, humanity's about to die. So we need soldiers from the past. And so, you know. They start recruiting people, and then fast forward about a year later from when this happens, and there's this weird draft where people get drafted for, you know, uh, seven days into the future, and if they survive seven days, they get to go back to their lives, and of course, they're missing limbs and, like, psychologically screwed up, and, <laughs> you know, so, and then I think only, they said, like, 25% of them survive and and you kind of see this like it, when Chris Pratt jumps to the future so when he jumps to the future his uh team appears in the sky above a bunch of skyscrapers and 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 Chris Pratt and and all the sort of main characters happen to fall into a pool on top of the skyscraper so they survive and of course all the other people <laughs> the hundreds of other people fall you know aren't so lucky <laughs> to fall in a rooftop pool on a skyscraper they just fall to the street below and bounce off the sides and it's 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 a little gruesome right and then uh you know you find out that there's these creatures like killing all people and and the reason why i say it's a climate change narrative is cuz eventually you figure out that the you know they weren't aliens that landed they were creatures that had been there the entire time actually really what it was was a spacecraft uh crashed and and landed in the russian permafrost and and uh you know these uh creatures didn't escape until the permafrost melted enough for them to escape right so that was the idea and, and the reason why is because they essentially eventually end up obliterating the entire future timeline and including you know chris pratt meets his daughter in the future so he has a daughter and he finds out she's like the leader of the resistance movement, you know, like a John Connor t type of thing. And and then she dies uh, and he, you know, you know, now has to stop these aliens to uh, save his daughter. Uh, and uh, 
he comes <laughs> back to the past and they find out that that you know the aliens uh you know crashed in the Siberian permafrost and so they send this like elite group of people to go destroy the spaceship and there's you know a climactic battle on the glacier at the end and you know blah 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 but i, I it's i just think it's funny that like the idea is that you know if if the perma you know if the permafrost thaws aliens come out and kill us all <laughs> like that's the climate change narrative right I mean, I, I wrote a book called Atmospheric Pressure. Uh, in fact, the first one's free if you want to go download it. It's free on, like, every platform. I'm, I'm currently experimenting with uh, going beyond Amazon. So I have the entire Atmospheric Pressure series uh, just out there, you know. it's uh, The third book should be on every platform in April, but uh, I have to get it out of uh, Kindle Unlimited before I can do that. Um uh, but anyways, uh, so I have, uh, you know, this atmospheric pressure series and, and that series, the original reason I, I wrote it was because I wanted, uh, to, you know, I, I worked in downtown Minneapolis and, you know, in, in Minnesota, leave it to Minnesotans for figuring out how to not ever go outside in the cold. Right. So their entire downtown, 11 square miles of downtown, by the way, is, uh, basically, uh, uh, in inside and in skyways, so there's these little skyways that at the second floor of every building crisscross the entire city of, of Minneapolis, and so you could go from one end of the downtown area to the other, uh, and never go outside. And and when I worked there, I, I never did go outside. In fact, I was lost when I went outside. I, I I I couldn't tell you how to get somewhere outside, but I could walk in through the skyways, right? And it was all based on visual kind of memory of the you know like oh yeah you you take that weird tunnel by the art museum past the taco johns and yeah it's right there you know what i mean like like but could i tell you what street that was on no not really so uh anyways working there i was like well what if people can never leave right so i made this dystopian society where people were stuck in downtown minneapolis and then the only reason I could think of why people would never be able to leave a city would be the atmosphere is unbreathable. And then when I was trying to figure out, okay, what would make the atmosphere unbreathable? I, I thought of, uh, you know, so uh, a long time ago, we didn't really have oxygen in our atmosphere, right? Yeah, that's a big surprise, right? It wasn't always there. Uh, but then this new bacteria evolved and started oxygenating the atmosphere, uh, which created a big extinction level event, right? Like anything that was living at the time was living in a atmosphere without ac oxygen and these little bacteria evolve and start pumping out oxygen as, as a waste product and, and kills <laughs> a ton of life. Right. And then that sort of sets up the atmosphere that now we live in. Right. So now we live in this really oxygenated uh, atmosphere that of course you and I breathe and, and all the critters that are around today breathe. And so I decided, okay, uh, my climate change narrative is that, you know, we start melting the permafrost and that unleashes this, uh, bacteria that, that starts depleting the oxygen in the atmosphere and, and starts turning the atmosphere into something different once again, that kills everything. Right. And so, the idea behind atmospheric pressure is that people build these cities to be self-contained and and that's how the <laughs> post-apocalypse is 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 you know 
the people ride out the post-apocalypse in, in a city that, you know, they are able to breathe in, right? Uh, and it, anyways, that's the premise of atmospheric pressure. And, and it is linked to climate change, right? Because the reason this bacteria uh, <laughs> comes up about is because of the permafrost melting, right? It's it's stuck under the permafrost and and it, it starts getting unleashed upon the world and, and then eventually creates the world that my my science fiction world, right? That that the atmospheric pressure series is 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 set in. And and so it's the same thing, right? There's something in the permafrost uh <laughs> that gets unleashed. But in the case of the Tomorrow War, it's like basically creatures that come out and, and kill everyone and and uh you know as far as as far as movie like like i really like chris pratt he's a fun actor i think it's guardians of the galaxy that that won me over on him i mean i know he was in uh what was it uh that sitcom where he was the boyfriend on crutches which he i saw part of that and i thought that he was pretty funny there too but uh guardians of the galaxy is where he won me over and so i'm like ah chris pratt but you know the movie itself it was okay you know like like there were some very intense action sequences and it was very uh you know sort of you know keep you on the seat of your pants sort of movie and and it was good in that sense like but it, you know as as far as like engaging your critical thinking narrative uh critical thinking skills it didn't do too much of that right you just kind of had to turn that off and 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 you know run with the premise right like like the critical thinking skills that I was thinking of specifically is like, you know, the, the premise of getting soldiers uh, from the past to fight a war in the future. I mean, they make it look like they're going to accept anybody like they have like people that you, you, you know, are, are basically like throwing a, a gun in their hand and saying, go fight them. And and of course, you know, 75 percent of them are not coming back. And and I, I just don't know if throwing more people at the problem would fix the problem, right? Like you figured that in order to beat something uh like that you'd have to work smarter, not harder, right? Uh and and I mean they eventually do that. They eventually figure out a toxin that's gonna like kill all the creatures and and of course the only problem with the toxin is that it uh won't kill the females, so it won't kill the like queens and 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 uh only kills the males, uh, so they gotta, you know, figure out how to get the toxin, and that's where Chris Pratt comes in, blah, 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 so, you know, it is, it is that, but I, you know, I, I always question on just the original premise of going back in time to gather more people, like, you know, if you had access to time travel, I would go back in time and invent a killbot, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like a, a re relentless, ruthless robot that is like, <laughs> like, like a basically going to uh, annihilate these uh, creatures, right? So you know, I think the like, like you know, you got thirty years, you can make a pretty good, you know, <laughs> robot, right? And 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 of course those creatures uh you know would have a harder time taking out a robot than a human right so i don't know that that would be my my solution if i if i you know because the time travel is quite limited what they said in in this is of course is that the time only flows in one direction so they could only i think it was 28 years specifically but they could only go back to a certain time uh and then you know if a day passes so if they go back to you know 
to January 1st of 2022, and then they... Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> wait a day, then they can only go back to January 2nd of 2022, right? So, and then you could only go forward to, you know, what's one day in the future for that, you know what I mean? So that was the idea is that, that you could only do 20 years, no more, no less, right? Uh, like a, a stable wormhole between the two worlds, basically, which is fine. Uh, but, you know, if you had that, if that was it, the only technology you had, I just don't know if gathering an army is the best solution, right? Like, like you have time travel, right? You got 30 years to prepare for this event. You know, in, in addition to that, they f eventually do find out that the solution is in the past, right? Because, like, basically, Chris Pratt finds out that, uh, you know, the, the spaceship has been there all this time, <laughs> right? And so he finds the original cluster of these aliens and, and goes and beats them, right? So, like... Like, why don't you do that as well, right? Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I like, you know, if you have the ability to travel 30 years in the past, then you have the ability to, like, prepare uh, in a way that doesn't involve conscripting, like, a bunch of people, right? Uh, so that that was my only premise is, you know, but of course, if you didn't do that, you didn't have a movie, right? So, you know, <laughs> like, like, the problem is in order to do the movie, in order to make that fix, you don't have a movie, right? Like the entire plot hinges on this idea of conscripting people to go fight a war in the future, you know, like, like that, without that, you don't, it, you know, the, the plot doesn't exist. So you have to do that. So yeah, I'm not, you know, uh, like, that's why I say turn off the critical thinking skills, enjoy the ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if, if, if you really get bothered by sort of plot holes, then this movie's not for you. But if you, uh, just love a good action sci-fi kind of story, then this is a great movie for you. You know what I mean? So like I said, enjoy the ride. So, uh, yeah, uh, future war it's on Amazon and Amazon original. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And have a wonderful night.